Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirrabbilalamin. Wa usalli wa usallimu ala mbu'itha rahmatilil alamin. Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Amma ba'd. We break tradition today. Uh, so usually what I do is I immediately come in and stand on the member and deliver the khutbah. Uh, but today, inshallah, we will uh, uh, preempt that with a adil bayan, inshallah. Uh, and then we'll get on with the uh, with the khutbah and we'll keep that short, inshallah. Uh, so uh, election day is uh, fast approaching, uh, and it's a big deal here uh, for all of us. Um, now, obviously, we're a, a charity, so we can't actually be uh, partial to any political party. But what I want to do is uh, just for a few minutes, inshallah, uh, shed some light on uh, the um, sort of Islamic perspective with regards to. Uh, leadership uh, with regards to elections and with regards to our own personal responsibility here as Muslims in the UK and inshallah with the few minutes that I have uh, it's never going to be enough uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put barakah in all of our times inshallah ta'ala. who can tell me as a start uh, how to say what the Arabic word for elections are intikhabat Intikhabat, mashallah. Okay, see, nods of heads. Okay, who can tell me where the word intikhab comes from? What is the origin of that word? Okay, there's more silence now. <laughs> uh, it comes from the word nakhaba. Yeah, nakhaba, nukhba. Nukhba. And nukhba means uh, to choose something, to choose the best of something. So when we are electing, when we are uh, going through this uh, process of intikhabat, we are choosing the best person uh, for the job, the right person for the job, uh, the right first person for leadership, the right person to uh, to lead us, uh, or to um, uh, represent us. That is what we are doing. And uh, unfortunately for us, we uh, don't know the realities of people. So no one knows. Uh, the reality of, of you just as much as you don't know the reality of me uh, some people could see in others good when there is no good in them whereas others could see in others evil when there is actually no evil in them and only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the realities of the self and only in Yawm Al-Qiyamah will we realize those realities Yawm al the day when all of the secrets will be revealed and we require divine revelation in order to understand or to realize the realities of a person like the uh, story of uh, Al-Usaydim and uh, Quzman Usaydim was the Sahabi who entered into Islam on the day of Uhud and died in the battle of Uhud and he hadn't prayed a single Salah hadn't sat down or prayed a single Raka'ah hadn't done a single Sujood and he entered into Jannah and he was asked, Ma ja'a bika, uh, ya Amr, what, what made you come to this battle of Uhud? Was that so that you can defend your tribe? Or was that because you wanted Islam? He said, Bala, I want, but I, I wanted Islam. And Quzman, uh, who was the Sahabi who uh, came to the battle of Badr, and he fought and he fought so well that everybody said that he was from the people of Jannah uh, Abla Bala and Hasana and the Prophet looked on him and he said that he is from the people of Jahannam I was like what? 
Uh, so it transpired later on in the battle that when he was injured, he took a sword to his chest and he killed himself in that battle. So only the Prophet ﷺ knew by divine interventions the realities of, of these people. So we don't know what is going on in the hearts uh, of, of man, uh, but uh, we are compelled to see what is on his outer actions. There are a few prerequisites that a person has when they are running for office, when they are heading for a leadership position. What the first and foremost is what we call al-kafa'a. So he has to have the, uh, the right qualifications for the job. So no, uh, uh, no one's going to go to a, a poet or a writer when he is uh, sick with uh, influenza. Uh, and no one is going to go uh, to a plumber when he requires a fatwa in the deen. Every uh, person has to have in whatever job that he is doing, whatever profession that he is in, he has to have certain qualifications and they have to meet those standards. Uh, and this is uh, reminiscent of the saying of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إِذَا وُسِّدَ الْأَمْرُ إِلَىٰ غَيْرِ أَهْلِهِ فَانْطَوْرِ السَّاعَةِ That if uh, anybody's profession, if the affair of the Muslims, if leadership, if governance is given to those who do not, are not qualified to be in that position, then await the hour to come. The second is that they have to be uh, um, uh, quick to do their job. They shouldn't be lazy, they shouldn't be laid back. Rather, they, are, uh, uh, they have um, energy, they're energetic, and they do their job uh, quickly, and they don't wait around uh, for whatever. Um, and this is synonymous of Umar ibn Khattab when he saw a man walking in the streets of Medina and he was walking slowly and he was trying to show people that he was pious and righteous uh, and he said to him uh, Ya Rajul la tumit alayna deenana that do not uh, kill for us our deen rather do your job properly stand, be strong yeah? that is the second uh, prerequisite the third is itqan uh, al So he has to be of knowledge and understanding. Uh, he has to be uh, smart, clever. He has to know what it is that he's supposed to be doing. And he has to know how to do it. He has to be innovative in the ways that he does it also. And this is synonymous of the saying of Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, which is narrated in the Sahih. Tafaqahu qabla an tusawwadu. That learn. Gain knowledge, seek understanding before you are put in a position of leadership. Tasawwadu comes from the word Sayyid, Su'duda, to lead, to be at the head uh, of a people. Tafaqahu qabla an tasawwadu. And Imam al-Bukhari, straight after this, uh, this narration of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu, he also adds, wa ba'da an tasawwadu. And also after you become uh, in a position of leadership. So learn before so that you know what it is that you're doing when you, when you are assigned that position when people look up to you uh, and for your responsibility for your leadership for your guidance for your direction and also after once you are in that position learning doesn't stop just because you reached a certain place doesn't mean that khalas I'm here I don't need to do any more work you guys will follow me and listen to me and that's it uh, the fourth is al-khuluq al-mala'im so he has to be a person of character he has to have good manners he has, to be, he has to know how to deal with people and people have to know how to deal with him. 
if those four things are found in a person, then, uh, or in a group of people, let's say there's more than one uh, that we ha find these uh, characteristics in, then the one who is the eldest is put forward. And the reason why that is the case is because a person who, is the el uh, who has spent a long time in the deen, has spent a long, long time on the path uh, of knowledge, has spent a long time on the path of bettering himself and putting himself in that position of leadership. He has a lot more experience, he has a lot more understanding, and also he has proven the test of time. Things have come his way that could uh, take him away from the Salat al-Mustaqeem. Rather, he has found in himself steadfastness where he has stayed on that straight path for a longer time. And this is reminiscent of the fact that the Khulafa al-Rashidin, Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali, they were the first people to enter into Islam. And the reason why they were the first leaders of the Muslims after the Prophet وسلم, was because they tested, uh, they stood the test of time. Whereas others changed, whereas others got weaker, whereas others left, they stayed by the side of the Prophet and never left. Another characteristic is that they have to be what we call khalin min al-thagharat that they have to be free from any weaknesses when it comes to their deen and when it comes to their own uh, political uh, alliances or allegiances. Uh, so this is reminiscent of Abu Dhar al-Ghifari when he requested that he should be put in a position of leadership. He asked the Prophet Ya Rasulullah, Ista'amilni, use me, put me in a position uh, over people. So the Prophet ﷺ replied to Abu Dhar al-Ghifari and he said, Inni araka rajulan da'ifa. Verily, I see you, ya Abu Dhar, as a weak man. La tu'amiranna ala ithnayn, wala, la tu'amiranna ala ithnayn. What's the rest of the hadith? Do not lead over two people. Wala tawallayanna ma'la al-yateem. And do not take charge over the wealth of an orphan. That was the advice of the Prophet ﷺ to Abu Dhar. But this same man, Abu Dhar al-Ghifari, when the Prophet ﷺ spoke about him, he said, مَا أَظَلَّتِ الْغَبْرَاءِ وَلَا أَقَلَّتِ الْخَضْرَاءِ أَصْدَقْ مِنْ لَهْجَةً مِنْ أَبِي ذَرْ That there is no one under the skies, and no one above the ground that is more honest in his speech than Abu Dhar. The problem with this is that he is too honest. He can't hold back. He will tell you if you have money, why don't you spend it on Allah? Why don't you give to the poor? What are you doing with that? You have a nice car, why do you have that nice car? Sell that and give that money to in sadaqah. And he did this a lot. And people will complain about him and so on and so forth. Alright, so this is not something that is uh, uh, wanted for a position uh, of leadership. And also he shouldn't have uh, any um, issues with regards to his uh, political allegiances uh, so he shouldn't uh, take the uh, position because he is uh, getting paid by someone to do it or he is acquiring something from the dunya uh, for it and then the final one is that he should have iltizam he should have some form of attachment to the deen he prays, he fasts, he does what is necessary he should have uh, rahmah in his self with regards to how he deals with people. Yeah? And this rahmah can only come when he has uh, uh, a love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah? 
من لم من لم يشكر الله لا اولا من لم يشكر الناس لم يشكر الله يستحب الرحمه انهم and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam himself had that rahmah to the point where if a person was to speak to him they would think that they were the closest to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam amr ibn al-as was that very person when he spoke to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam it was as if that he was the most beloved to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam so he felt the need to ask rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam who is the most beloved to you and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam replied to him aisha <laughs> he got happy right and he thought it was himself but he replied to him aisha So he said so he had some hope in him that Aisha is from the women so maybe amongst the men I am from the ones who he loves so he asked women rijal and from the men and he said uh, abuha her father Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu anhu right but that was the uh, character of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam everybody he met felt that they were close to him felt that they were loved by him felt that they were his best friend even though in reality uh, they weren't anyway there is uh, loads of things that I can mention uh, about the uh, characteristics of uh, um, of what a person in leadership should have but this is uh, a, a short uh, sort of window into uh, what it's all about uh, with regards to um, uh, electing and the election process and stuff like that a lot of people uh, question uh, its its permissibility and whether we are allowed to do it and whether it has an origin in the deen uh, it does have an origin in in the deen I have to remember that these people that we are electing they are our representatives they are like our wakala and a wakil doesn't necessarily have to be muslim or non-muslim doesn't have to be a man or a woman a wakil is like someone that you uh, give responsibility to for your money for example uh, and you tell them to do business with this money and and spend it in in whatever a wakil is someone who looks after your property for example an agent right doesn't necessarily have to be muslim or non-muslim just has to do a certain job and as long as he's doing that job Uh, then then that's okay uh, and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he chose people for certain things uh, in the hadith uh, the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said uh, that is narrated in, uh, in the sunan of abi daud that al irafatu haqq wa la yastaqimu an nas illa bi urafa that irafa irafa is basically a, a representative of the people so each tribe in medina had an arif had a representative and they would represent their people in front of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam another hadith there was a story something was happening the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was splitting up the, the spoils of war or something like that and the prophet sallallahu so people started to uh, to complain to him uh, when he took them mashura inshallah we'll end on this i know uh, some uncles are, are pointing at the clock uh, we will end inshallah um, so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said to them that i don't know from who from amongst you uh, is happy and who from amongst you is sad so choose from amongst yourselves uh uh urafa people who will represent you and they will come to me and they will tell me what uh what you think and what you uh what you're happy with uh and this is the same concept uh here inshallah ta'ala aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li sa'il muslimin fastaghfiruhu innahu al-ghafurur rahim okay uh we need a muazzin